changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And we're talking about dogs for a couple of weeks because we have a new fabulous dog book out. It's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Me and My Dog. And it's all about the magic that we experience as dog family members. How do dogs do it anyway? They act as our therapists. They manage to brighten even our darkest days. They're frequently hilarious, and sometimes they're even superheroes. And then sometimes they get lost, which is always nerve-wracking and hopefully doesn't end in tragedy. And that's the subject of the two stories I'm sharing with you today from this new book, Amazing Stories About Dogs That Were Lost and Then Found. So our first story by Piper Dellums starts with tragedy. Piper heard her little dog yelping in pain. Why? Because a man had invaded Piper's home and had just thrown her dog into the bathroom and slammed the door shut. Then that man viciously attacked and raped Piper. After he left, Piper lay there bleeding and listening to her dog whimpering in the bathroom. And she whimpered too. She says that the dog was whimpering the way she had when Piper first rescued her from an alley in Venice Beach. That poor dog had been curled up in the shadows, lying on top of trash and broken glass, ignored and alone. Had Piper not found her when she did, that little dog would have died right there in that rat-infested alley. But Piper had found her, and she had her treated at the vet and then brought her home. The first few months were challenging because the little dog was still so scared. She hid beneath Piper's bedroom dresser and never allowed Piper to touch her. So Piper just kept leaving water and food in front of the dog's hiding place, and she kept opening the door to the gated yard so the dog could go outside when she needed to. And eventually, after months of hiding, the dog learned to trust Piper. One morning, she woke up to find the dog in her bed, lying on the pillow next to hers. They were inseparable after that, best friends, until that day that the rapist invaded their home. Ironically, he had a tattoo on his hand of an ohm. It was ironic because Piper had named the dog Om Shanti. Om is a vibration often defined as the sound of creation, and Shanti means peace. After the attack, Piper managed to call for an ambulance, and when it arrived, someone freed the dog from the bathroom, but then no one was paying attention and the dog got away. In fact, she was last seen chasing the ambulance. A little eight-pound dog who had no chance of catching up to that ambulance that contained her best friend. When Piper was finally released from the hospital, she spent every waking moment searching for her dog. She posted signs, she looked online, she looked everywhere, using every method. But a month went by with no sign of the dog. And then one night, Piper was woken by a call from a woman in Boston, 3,000 miles away. She'd been going through missing pet notices, and she was very moved by the story and her mental image of that little dog chasing the ambulance. And this woman, whose name was Angel, said she would get to work on the search. Angel called a week later, 
and said she might know where Shanty was. I don't know if it's your Shanty, she said, but there is a dog with the same huge ears, wearing the red collar you described, but without any tags, in a kennel in the city of Downey. Now, Downey was 150 miles from Piper's home in L.A., and Piper would never have thought to look that far away. But it turned out that it was Shanti. A nurse from a hospital in Los Angeles had found her hiding under a bush, and since she was driving out of town, she picked up the dog and took her where she was going and then left her at a shelter there. The dog was scheduled to be put to sleep that very day. Piper had found her just in time. They drove home together, and all was right with the world again. After all those weeks, through the kindness of a stranger named Angel, Piper and her dog Shanti, which means peace, were reunited. When Piper got home, she called Angel to thank her, but strangely, the number that she had written down was a non-working number. Jenny Ivy tells us another amazing lost and found story. It's about her grand dog, Nessie, who Jenny says is not exactly a brave dog. In fact, she is downright timid. She's afraid of cats, squirrels, loud noises, and of course, thunderstorms and fireworks because even brave dogs are afraid of those. Jenny's son and daughter-in-law were always careful to keep Nessie fenced in the backyard on the 4th of July. But one year, well after fireworks season, they went out to dinner and they came home to find bottle rockets littering the street beside their house. Nessie, who wasn't wearing her collar and ID tag, was gone. That black dog had disappeared into the night. It would take a miracle to bring her home. The whole family looked for Nessie to no avail. And of course, they posted lost dog notices everywhere and they followed every lead they received. But days passed and they didn't find her. They started worrying that she might be dead or badly injured. She hadn't been wearing a collar, so they thought that perhaps a nice family had adopted her. And then more than a week after she ran off, someone called and said he'd been feeding a friendly female black dog for a couple of days. And yes, she had four white feet and a white tip on her tail. But this guy was on the other side of the county. They hadn't even looked for Nessie over there. But it was her. Jenny says, Nessie wasn't traffic savvy. Why hadn't she been hit by a car the very night she escaped into the darkness? How could she have traveled more than 10 miles and crossed dozens of busy streets and not have a scratch on her? Her coat wasn't matted or dirty. Her ribs weren't showing. How had a dog who'd been pampered all her life managed to find food and water and shelter for more than a week? And what about the man who found her? The only reason he knew to call them was that a friend of his who lived on their side of the county had seen their lost dog poster because he'd run out of gas one day and he'd spotted the poster while walking to a service station. And he just happened to have a pen in his pocket and he got this feeling that he should scribble the phone number on his hand for some reason. Well, it was after midnight when Nessie's rescuer made the phone call. What if he had decided it was too late and that he should wait until the morning to call? Nessie, who was still outside, might have moved on from his home. Jenny says, we know that nothing short of a miracle brought our dear, sweet Nessie home. 
I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening today. If you want to learn more about our new books and everything else going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, join the more than 2 million people who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website, chickensoup.com. And if you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, me and my dog, you can find the book on our website. And if you want to get your own copy, you'll find the book at Walmart, Kroger, and other big box stores, plus your local Barnes & Noble or independent bookstore, and of course on Amazon. And please come back for our next episode. I'm going to share two fun stories about what happens when a very good dog is very bad. Bye.